It is Tuesday, March 29th, and I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend as the Elite Eight made itself known of the best four teams in the country, and I'll break those four games down for you. Plus, Detroit, you are hosting the 2024 NFL Draft. Let's go. I'm excited for that. You'll find that in a little bit more on this episode of the Get Stuck Podcast. Here we go. It is Tuesday, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of the Get Stoked Podcast. I am your host, Austin Stokel. I hope everyone is doing fantastic. Thinking about all of the listeners. Hope everyone is doing well. Having a great weekend. Great week. Very productive. Good fortune. Good health. I hope all of that comes to you your way. And I wish everyone a very, very, very early Merry Christmas, especially for Detroit Lions fans, because Detroit is hosting the 2024 NFL Draft. Yes, you heard that correctly. I am excited for that. It's 2022, but it feels like a, an, it feels like an eternity from now. And this is huge news considering Detroit is in a rebuild. Well, they have been since really forever as far as long as I've been alive really and this could mean that if Detroit is not as good as everyone thinks they will be and they have the first round pick in 2024 that fan base downtown Detroit is gonna go nuts it is absolutely going to be rocking like a big Rolling Stones concert, if you will, but for football. And this is also coming off of the fact that Detroit has picked up some good players and brought back some of their players from last season, even though they went 3-13. and And their biggest pickup, DJ Chark out of Jacksonville, is also excited for this big rebuild and the big culture change that Dan Campbell is bringing into the Detroit Lions facilities and I'm all for it I am all for it I am loving this new attitude I'm loving this new motivation this new grit this new enthusiasm I am absolutely loving it absolutely and I could not be any more excited can 2024 please come soon let's just get out of this year the beginning of this year has been it's been okay it has its ups and downs but what year doesn't? And this upcoming draft, the current one, Detroit is slated to go number two. They either could pick up either projected first round pick, first pick overall, Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan, if he goes number one and he's projected to. And there's there's a whole slew of players that they could choose. But whoever they choose, I'm excited for. I truly am. And sticking with Detroit, the Tigers' spring ball is going on right now. And their next game is tomorrow, 1.05 p.m. Eastern time. 
against Philadelphia. And that is down in Lakeland, Florida. And I mean, they're doing okay. They're just one game of below 500, four and five. But spring ball doesn't really count for much. It really does not. And I know everyone's been anticipating the season for all of baseball as they've been a lockdown for more than 70 plus days. And I'm, I'm all for it. I would love to see what the Tigers do this season. Will they make the playoffs? Possibly. I know the MLB reached an agreement with the MLBPA that they are expanding the playoff. They're having bigger bases. They're banning the shift, which I don't agree with that last one at all. But it is nice to see that baseball is finally coming back. And if it didn't, if they were still in talks negotiating and in the lockout, we would be bored watching hockey. Well, I have nothing against hockey. And I think hockey is a very entertaining sport. It's very fast-paced, very... What's the right word for it? It's very aggravating to some people, especially for those who want to have the fights. And that that's really the best part is to see the fights. And I know the NHL has cracked down on that a little bit, but the Red Wings are not doing hot as of late. They made a couple moves in the trades. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see how things go with Detroit sports overall. I know the Pistons are... They're looking better. They've w- they're winning a few more games than they would typically, but with that move for Marvin Bagley the third, I think that was probably the best in-season decision Detroit could make for a young athletic star from Sacramento, and he's playing very well with the Pistons. He's playing well with Jeremy Grant. He's playing well with Sadiq Bay, with Cade Cunningham. And a few other players. And it is, it's more fun to watch. Really, it is. It's so much more entertaining to watch than watching missed layups, missed threes, steals and blocks and just uncoordinated ball mechanics. And I, I'm all for it. Again, I'm all for it. Detroit, 2024 is going to be your year. The end of this year is going to be your year because you're going to win more than three games. And, of course, I can only predict so much where my track record isn't really that great considering how I've done in March Madness itself. And speaking of March Madness, that is the next segment. So stay tuned, and that will be coming up next. Hey, this is Austin Stokel with the Get Stoked Podcast, and every time I upload an episode, I use Anchor by Spotify. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone and computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. No money, no credit cards, nothing. Totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And while we are now on the topic of March Madness, the Elite Eight has just happened. 
and it was truly a very wild ride. St. Peter's, unfortunately, your journey had to come to a close after your tremendous run, historic run in the NCAA tournament. It was phenomenal. I praise you for being the first 15 seed to make it to the Elite Eight. Props to you. The Peacocks, I am truly astonished as they made it that far. Basically, a no-name school from New Jersey, and it was absolutely glorious, absolutely astonishing, great basketball. You took down so many good teams. Like, what? Where was all the talent? Where was all the amazing games? Well, they they were here, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to start things off with Friday's slate of games which starts off with Saturday, uh, excuse me, Saturday was what happened. And it was between Kansas, North Carolina, St. Peter's, Miami, Villanova, Duke, Houston, and two more teams to round out the Elite Eight. So the first game on the list, it was number five Houston versus number two Villanova where Villanova squeaks by with a 50-44 to win over the Cougars. I really thought Houston was going to beat Villanova. They were red hot all throughout this tournament. They beat some of the best teams. They beat, oh my goodness, they beat so many good teams just to make it this far. Villanova proved to be the better team. They proved to shoot better, block better, defend better. And, yeah, it was low scoring, a lot low, lower scoring than you might anticipate. But props to Houston. They did a phenomenal job making it to this point. And now they have a they have a nick on their shoulder that they'll have to shake off until next season. So, again, Villanova wins 50-44. to 44. And the next game on the list, number two Duke versus number four Arkansas. Arkansas proved to be the king of upsets this season, but they could not upset the Blue Blood Duke, Blue Devils, as Duke rolls on 78-69 to to move on to the Final Four, where they will face North Carolina for the first time in the postseason. Coach K, will he get it done? I hope so, but I will talk about this matchup on Friday. Again, Duke played phenomenally as Duke once and always has done. Arkansas, you proved to be a good opponent for the Blue Devils. You proved to be a good opponent for every team you faced, including the number one team you upset, Gonzaga. No one saw that coming. Well, a few people did. I sure did not. I knew it was going to be a close game between you and the Bulldogs, but the upset just topped it off. It was the top of the pie. It was the cherry on top. It was phenomenal. But Duke is still dancing. Coach K's season is not over yet. Oh, my goodness. And then on Sunday, March 27th, exactly two days ago, we had number 10 Miami against number one Kansas. Kansas steamrolling over the Hurricanes, 76-50. to 
to take down the number 10 seed and send them packing back to Miami. And Kansas, you're the last one seed standing. Everyone thought Gonzaga would be at this at this position, but they are there no more. You are the last one standing. You are projected to be the favorite, and I say projected, as Kansas proved to be too much in the paint and the three and just down low for the Hurricanes. They were shooting lights out in Miami, just could not find an answer to stop the Jayhawks' offensive schemes. And Kansas played like the best team in the country. They played like a one-seed team. And my prediction for their next upcoming game against Villanova, which is another rematch from 2018 Final Four, Kansas is going to steamroll Villanova. Absolutely. That's my prediction, but I'll discuss that a little bit more on Friday. In the last game of this Elite Eight, Number 15, St. Peter's faced off against number 8, North Carolina. North Carolina Tar Heels are still dancing. They're going to face Duke in the Final Four. They win 69-49 to as St. Peter's magical Cinderella run went a whole lot longer than a lot of people thought, and they made the best of it. They made it to a historical spot for a 15 seed. No other team has made it past the Sweet 16. And props to the Peacocks. They, you you astonished me. You are now America's sweetheart. I may just have to get a t-shirt for it. I may have to watch some of your games next season. But let this be known. St. Peter's, I'm making a very early prediction right now. You're going to come back dancing next season. Not as a 15 seed. Oh, no, 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 no. You're going to come back at higher than a 10 seed. At best, you're going to be an eight seed. Can I see it happening? Yeah, absolutely. St. Peter's will have much more to prove next season as a big Cinderella story. But again, North Carolina, you're going dancing. And that is the recap for the Elite Eight, which was fantastic for some of these games. Predictable, but amazing in their own individual rights. And, of course, everyone who's sent home only has to sit back and watch and say, you know, we could have been there, but we got beat by a better team. So now all we have to do is sit back and wait for North Carolina, Villanova, Kansas, and Duke as the Final Four comes down to a battle of the Blue Bloods. That is something we have not seen in a very long time, ladies and gentlemen. That is something that you should see a whole lot of, but we haven't. And I'm surprised we haven't seen much more of this since, what, 2012 at the earliest? Maybe a little sooner? But I am truly excited for these all for all of these matchups. Kansas taking out Villanova for a 2018 rematch. And I'm just going to say right now, the, both of these games are on Saturday, April 2nd, so it's a good thing it's not on April Fool's Day because then some of these games might be considered as jokes. But yeah, Saturday, 6.09 p.m., Villanova against Kansas, and then 8.49, Duke against North Carolina, all happening at the Caesar Superdome in New Orleans. I'll cover this more on Friday, but that was the Elite Eight.
Shifting over to college hockey now. Yes, I have not talked about college hockey, I don't think, ever. Maybe a few times on this podcast, but not a whole lot. And I got to say, shout out to the Maize and Blue. Hail to the victors. Michigan is going to the Frozen Four in Boston in two weeks, and they will be facing against number one seed Denver. And I could not be more happy as a Michigan fan myself. Michigan, Denver, Minnesota State, and Minnesota make up the Frozen Four in Boston. That is, in, again, in two weekends. And Michigan had quite the scare against Quinnipiac on Saturday night, Sunday night, excuse me, where Michigan goes up 4 nothing heading into the third period. And Quinnipiac decides to just pull out all their last tricks and gadgets and then score three unanswered goals against the Wolverines to make it a 4-3 game. But my biggest concern with Quinnipiac, their downfall in this game, their mistake that they made, their biggest mistake, it wasn't a penalty. It wasn't an ejection. It was a coach's decision to bring out the goalie with about four minutes, 23 seconds left to go in the game. And for all those hockey fans out there, you know, four minutes is a lot of time. It is a lot of time left in a period. So a period is typically about 20 minutes. And having four minutes and 23 seconds left. Let me repeat that. Four minutes and 23 seconds left. The Quinnipiac head coach decides to pull their goalie to put in a sixth man. So Quinnipiac has a 6-5 advantage over Michigan. Michigan's recognizing this. They say, okay, we'll just go up 5-3. They score an open net goal, maybe 30 seconds into the into what was left of the time. And then Quinnipiac does it again with, I think, two minutes left to go. Michigan scores another open net goal, which was phenomenal. So they go up 6-3. Quinnipiac scores a fourth goal, but doesn't prove to be too much for Michigan as they score another goal against another 15 seconds in and Michigan wins seven to four to advance to the frozen four, which is April 7th and 9th at TD garden in Boston. So Michigan is the big 10 tournament champion and number one overall seed Minnesota state, the CCHA tournament and regular season champion Denver the regular season champion of the NCHC and Minnesota, the big tens regular season champ and make no mistake. All four of these teams are spectacularly good. They are amazing. And Michigan deserves to be in this conversation as this is their 26th time making it to the frozen four, but it is their latest appearance in the Frozen Four. And if they do win against Denver, then they'll make the tournament championship, of course. And they will not have won their uh, last championship since, I believe, 98 was the last time they won the national championship. And Michigan's roster is stacked. Like They have, I think, four or five NHL first round picks on their roster and they are very good very good and I 
I am just loving this matchup against Denver. This is a team that has been very good as well. And this game kicks off on April 7th at 5 p.m. on ESPN2. And then the Minnesota State versus Minnesota game, kind of a fun in-state rivalry right there, kicks off at 8.30 p.m. And then the national championship is April 9th at 8 p.m. on ESPN2. So I've been kind of looking through an article on ESPN uh, where they asked four of their analysts who cover the regionals uh, their takes on the regional takeaways, for example. So Michigan was in the Allentown regional, and one of them says uh, Michigan shows off its elite talent. Michigan won the Allentown regional with its fourth line scoring three huge goals. The top line, for the most part, was kept off the score sheet other than Brandon Brisson scoring on the power play. And the power play is lethal, and the puck movement and skill are elite across both units. Luke Hugh continues to wow and is turning into an unstoppable force. Owen Power had four assists in the regional final against Quinnipiac and had some big defensive plays towards the end. And it goes on. This is just about Michigan. uh, But this goes on to say, but the Wolverines have their vulnerabilities. Although they did enough to get to Boston. Michigan did not play a complete three periods in either game over the weekend. The Achilles heel, the excuse me, the Achilles heel of this team is down low in the defensive zone. For whatever reason, when the Wolverines get ahead by a few goals, the attention to detail wanes on their own end. They have been able to score their way around it to this point, but are going to have to shore that up heading to the Frozen Four. So that is a very interesting take by some of their analysts uh, especially uh sean richland richland who covered allentown in pennsylvania and that describes michigan perfectly yes they are a strong headstrong offensive team but they really need to focus on the minor stuff the small details like in the defensive zone around their own net and that if they can resolve that and minimize those inside the zone scores and goals against them, Michigan could be, they could very well just dominate their way to the national championship and the trophy itself. Now, Michigan, again, has a lot of talent, and they're they're showing a lot for that talent right now. Michigan is arguably the best program in college hockey ever. 26 total appearances, uh, I believe eight national championships total or nine, and they produced the most college draft picks out of any other school. And I am absolutely loving what they had to say about each team. And you can go find this under the college sports segment, under hockey, and... Yeah, Michigan hockey, we're going to have to wait a little bit, but I'm excited for what to see in the Final Four. Excuse me, the Frozen Four. That does it for this episode of the Get Stoked Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope I've been insightful on the topics I'm selecting and entertaining with Food for Thought. Uh, Come back Friday for the newest edition of the Get Stoked Podcast as I break down for the most part, 
the final four games that are on this upcoming Saturday. And I will not have any big jokes or anything like that on Friday. I have no reason to, even though it's April Fool's Day. I'm not trying to fool anyone other than maybe a few of my friends, maybe my family members. I'm not sure yet. But uh, again, thank you for listening. Hope to see you on Friday. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you then.